to The Cup, the currently unnamed podcast, where we can always come here first to quench your reality thirst, and where we put the real and the tea in reality. So, uh, sure. I am your girl, Lana, the resident diva, here to give the tea, spill the tea, and drink the tea, because you know I love me some tea. And um, if you have some tea, you know what to do. Hit me up. Um, I'm not drinking anything. I did not go grab me anything to drink. Didn't feel like it. And I'm okay because I'm not thirsty. But if I was drinking something, of course, I would be drinking it in my fabulous cup cup mug. Period. Where you can get all your cup merch. And I will say that it's some new merch on the on the website, Lonagy's Creations. Etsy.com. So you want to check out all of the cut merch and the new merch. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and it is I, Brooke, the queer college graduate who plays way too much fucking Smash Bros. And for the last time, you will hear me say this for a hot minute, the game I've been playing these past week is packing because I'm moving tomorrow and I'm very excited to do so, but it has been exhausting. So, I'm also excited to talk about some quality wrestling and also Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm here to rep it for NXT because Battleground was better. And, you know, that's just the tea. And, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention under Brooke Hogan of the Cup. There we go. Um, and I think that's about it. Uh, of, yeah, great. It's been, it's, it was a great show. Great show. And I am the Toph, and the Toph is here in honor of Night of Champions. I have my authentic WWE Championship belt because you are about to go one on one on one with the Toph one. Okay. We love that. The energy is here. When this it. man said one-on-one, I literally thought the next words out of his mouth were going to be with The Undertaker. I was about to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be after I make everybody a tag team match. <laughs> and then a triplet match. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I miss Teddy Long. I miss Teddy Long so much. Ugh, mm. Come on. Hall of Famer Teddy Long. Hall of Famer. For sure. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we are here to talk about Night of Champions in uh, Saudi Arabia, and um, this was interesting. I have to say, I was hoping for more, but what I got, I wasn't mad at, and the ending was chaotic. We will talk about that. Um, I just feel like. Some of these matches were like, eh, but we knew that. We kind of said that some of these matches were going to be just like, bleh. And then some of these matches were pretty good. So I'm ready to talk about it. Y'all ready to dive in and talk about it? Let's do that. Let's 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 get in, in into this because 
it's, it's, it's a lot to unpack. Go ahead. Let's do it. Did it Let's add it to the stream that way. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Let me change my. I like it the other way. <laughs> kind of like it the other way. So, yeah, that's better. That's better. So, first match of the night was Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles for the heavy. World Heavyweight Championship. Um, I thought this match was great. I enjoyed this match thoroughly. I knew it was going to be a good match. I knew technically we were going to get a sound wrestling match. We were going to get some good spots with them because they're both great performers. And they do, like, really, really great jobs. So I was not mad at this match. It was very much predictable how it, the turnout um, I saw it coming a mile away. I knew how it was, but I still enjoyed it every minute. Um, I have thoughts on this one, a few. Um, one, I think the match was really great. Uh, a lot of like old school psychology going on here uh, with you know AJ working the leg the entire match, um, selling it really, Seth selling it really well. Seth pulling out some moves we don't really see very often out of him as well. We got a nice buckle bomb. That was always, it's always nice to see that come back. Um, we saw AJ Styles hit a pedigree in this match, which I don't think I have ever seen that. But the, to be fair, it's also not like a difficult thing for the man to do. I mean, he already does like a, half a better version of the pedigree every week as his finish. But beside the point, um, my main issue was the ending kind of felt awkward to me. I don't know if it felt awkward to anyone else. And I don't mean that in like a knock the match, it drug it down or anything. It was just one of those like, to me, it kind of came out of nowhere. It felt like the match was still building and like still going. And then boom, there's the finish. Um, but I was not mad at it at all. I'm happy these two got like 20 minutes to tear the house down. Um, and it was really great. Sub winning, meh. But like, I'm not mad at it. You know, I can't be mad at Seth Rollins winning a belt. At least not in this day and age. I really enjoyed this match. I felt that it was very solid. The thing that I like about both of these performers, and this is my gripe with this match, is both of these performers are really good at bringing an element of believability. To, to wrestling right mm -hmm. and what i think was the faux pas of this match which took me out of it just a little bit so when they did the spot where seth popped out and he like hurt his leg and it's like okay seth's foot's hurt and it's like all right i can like subscribe to that i feel like the commentator should have laid off it just a little bit because we all know if somebody's actually hurt they don't really draw attention to it so maybe one little comment here and there but i felt like they made a meal out of it like it was like oh let's go back let's see yep right there i think that's where he hurt his leg and then at the end for him to do that trip right before like the stomp like i would have much rather have seen like maybe he goes for the stomp and like he stomps with the wrong foot and so like on his way down he doesn't quite get it all or something of that nature as opposed to the just like out of nowhere he's running and he trips um to me that took it out of it a little bit just for him to like 
I don't know, one move later hit the stomp anyway. Uh, so that was the only thing that I did not like about this match. But all in all, I feel that it was a overall Matt classic. Um, do we do star rankings or do we do one through ten? How do we rate matches on uh, the T? So the as of as of this episode of the Cup, because this is something we had discussed after the backlash review, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be taking a cue from our friends on the Drag Race reviewing, aka me and Lana and like four or five other people that do the Drag Race shows. Uh, and we are going to be rating these matches uh, out of 100 on how full your cup is, uh, which could be a full cup, a uh, broken cup. We are allowed to plead the Pomara fifth, even if it doesn't technically work as well for wrestling. We might find a fun one for the wrestling show at some point. But, but you, you plead the fifth on it for just yeah, for just, now. If you yeah. just really didn't like it, but yeah. So I would say I would rank this match probably a 70 it was still a good match i still enjoyed it but it had its flaws i think the the issue the other issue i have i didn't mention this earlier was they really took the piss out of the calf pressure here like kind of badly um but you know aj hasn't won a match with that move in like what like three years so i I guess it doesn't matter at this point uh, to me, this is going to get like a 90. I think it was really solid from top to bottom. I'm at like a 78 because mm-hmm. I did not like the ending. And I, again, I feel like they really took me out of it. And I, again, the calf crusher, I didn't even think about that. But like, that's, that's this is going to be like a theme for a little bit later on tonight of like, no, nah, yeah. So this was, uh, a, yeah, 79. Okay. Cool. Well, let's move on to the next match, which was Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. Lana, I'm going to need the card on this one. <laughs> you, okay. okay. Thank you. Okay, so it is not often on this channel that we have a positive rant, but I'm going to have a positive rant here for a minute. Um, I was overwhelmingly surprised at how well this match turned out. I honestly thought it was going to be kind of bad just because Trish really hasn't wrestled much and, you know, whatever. But no, they sold everything really well. Everything in this match made sense. There were no botches. And I told you all uh, during the uh, predictions thing, if they want me to like this match or they're going to have to make me care about it in the match, they did that. They actually found a way for me to care about this feud a little bit more because the ending was phenomenal. Nobody would have called that going in uh, outside of the win, but like Trish beating Becky, whatever. But Zoe Stark is now involved, which I am a huge Zoe Stark fan. I love her in NXT. Love what she's done on the main roster so far. Her finisher is dope. So having Zoe come out cost Becky this match, and now hopefully we're going to have a Zoe Stark Trish Stratus thing going on. Hopefully this is going to keep going. Maybe Trish will transition to more of a managerial role long term uh, and keep her on her screens because Trish Stratus is still a massive draw. I mean, we saw it every time she came back. You know, she is marquee headline pulling name in. If she becomes a manager, that's going to make Zoe Stark one look like a million bucks. She's already feuding in her first main roster feud with Becky fucking Lynch. Like, come on. Um, not to mention, the match was great. We saw some really cool stuff. We got to see the Stratosphere, the Stratus Faction. 
Uh, we saw that really sick counter that Becky did into that man-looking Boston Crab. Um, but on the whole, I am thoroughly surprised by this match, and I just want to make a formal apology to both Becky and Trish here uh, because keeping it a buck, I think you all did great, and I think you all made me care about a storyline that I really didn't care about going in. So good job to both of you. Uh, also, Becky Lynch wins the Ring Gear of the Night Award. There we go. <laughs> I, I agree with everything that you just said. I don't think there's a single thing to disagree. Uh, I worry for Zoe Stark and her finish being deemed unsafe since she busted Becky Lynch open the hard way. But I also think that Becky Lynch likes getting busted open. It gives like a little bit of an edge to Becky. This match was way better than it needed to be. I was very, very stratified um, and pleasantly surprised to see Trish get the win for her to look as good as she did. I would argue Trish looked better in this match than she did in the one against Charlotte uh, a couple years back. So I, I would, yes, very much so. This, this match was really, really good. Yeah, I agree. I did not think I would like this match. I was like, okay, this is going to be that match where I'll go and grab my snacks and stuff. And at the beginning of the match, I did. I left and went into the kitchen and grabbed my snacks and came back. It was towards the end of the match. I was like, I shouldn't have left because this is really good. Um, it was actually a really good finish. It was surprising. I didn't expect Zoe Stark to come out and be a part. And I do agree with you, Brooke. I think that's that's very good for Zoe Stark to now be under the tutelage of Trish Stratus and her first feud on the main roster is with Becky Lynch. Like, are you kidding me? You can't get set up way any better than that. If she blows this, that's on her. This is all her fault. Like, if they blow this, that's that's tragic because this is a perfect setup for the perfect storm of a great feud. And I think this is the only that's the only way this feud makes sense to me and continues. And I won't get sick of it just yet. Because at first I was like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. But the way that they handle it, in, including Zoe Stark, into this makes it so much better. Um, it made me wonder if we're going to see Lita come back at some point to, like, go again. It's her and Becky against Zoe and Trish in some form of feud. I don't know. But it's just interesting to see. I enjoyed this match more than I thought I would, so... Good on them. Good on One them. One thing I saw people pitching online was Mickey James coming back in mm -hmm. to close this feud out. Now, mm -hmm. will it happen? Probably not. Would I love to see it? Sure. Yes. <laughs> sure. So, scores. What will we score this? Honestly, mm -hmm. I like this match better than Seth and AJ. I'm going to give it a full. Oh, oh. all right. 88. I'm about the same range. I'm like 85. Yeah, it was good. It was good. All right, next match. Mustafa Ali versus Gunther. This was the match I was excited for, and they did not disappoint. I enjoyed it very, very much. Okay, Gunther is he, he's just the man I, I like he looked so good in this match and he just he the way that uh, you know 
is just so brutal. Like Gunther looks like he can actually destroy you. And like the the shots that he was taking against Ali were just so stiff and so brutal. And it just is like, I am in awe every time I see Gunther on my screen and this did not disappoint. Um, And I'm very, very happy with this match. I would like to just say that going into this match, Lana and I both said this is the match we were like, this is the one I'm excited for. I fully agree with everything that came out of both of your mouths. Um, the one thing I want to talk about, though, is Ali. I mean, not only was he over as hell in Saudi Arabia, which, to be fair to Saudi Arabia, you know, we talked about them being a bad crowd. Not the worst crowd of the weekend. You know, shouts to AEW. But, you know, they were not a terrible crowd. I think they definitely were an improvement over some previous Saudi events, for sure. Um, But Ali was over huge here. And I think it is a testament to Gunther, but it's also a testament to Ali of how much Ali sucked us in, you know. And I can't remember. I think it was this match, Topher. You said that this is going to be the match where... Ollie's gonna do something, gonna get this close, and then he's gonna, and then Gunther's gonna kick out, and that's why we're gonna remember why we love wrestling. This match, you know, it, you were one hundred percent right. You hit the nail on the head uh, when Ollie hit that sit out power bomb, and then went to the top rope and hit that four fifty. I'll admit, small part of me just was like, but what if though? Like I, we knew Gunther was gonna win. You know, we all called it going in, but. You know, sometimes they get you and they got me again. They've been doing a really good job this year of just making it feel more realistic. Um, and also, just in general, this match was a freaking sprint. They had like nine minutes worth of time and they filled it all. Uh, there was not a single boring moment in this match. And again, Gunther is just a monster and a menace. Love him. I, I, I couldn't do nothing but salute Gunther as being just the powerhouse that he is. He is amazing. And them calling him the ring general, it fits because he's absolutely dominant in that ring. But Ali held his own the entire time. And it was so good to see that because it's like, like you said, even though we knew it was going to be Gunther, that's glitter of hope. And it just took you there and it was like, ah. Oh. It made you understand why we love this, why we love wrestling so much. As with all the talk on it and people talking, you know, crazy about it and what's real, what's not, it doesn't matter. I was so entertained by this match from beginning to end. It was no boring moments. It was all filled up, and I enjoyed every second of it. My cup is full on this match. I loved it. Uh, my cup is also full. I, I cannot think of a, a better match on this card, honestly, in terms of, like, in-ring action. Now, our full cups in comparison to the rest of the card or, like, for, like, eternity, what do we do? What do we gauge this on? Because I'm, I'm a harsh critic. I want to say, like, 95. But, like, if it's... If, <laughs> if, if I'm going with, like... On this okay, card, then my cup is also full. <laughs> I mean, to me, the, the the cup system is completely subjective. You know, if you wanna if you wanna be stingy with your scores and give and not give anything other than Undertaker, Shawn Michaels to a, a full cup, totally get it. If you wanna give uh, Brock and Cody like a ninety nine later, I would highly disagree with it, but I would understand. You know, it, it's just 
how does a match make you feel? What is your impression of the overall event of the match? Uh, but to me, this is about from what I'm ranking is did this match exceed my expectations? And if so, by how much? And I think this match really did exceed my expectations. My cup is full. Hold in. Pull across the board. Let's go. Asuka versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Even though they're both on SmackDown. All right. Here we go. (laughs) This match was good. You know, I was... I, I I always expected matches from Oscar and Bianca. They always put on good matches. I, I I kind of like was going back and forth on the recap show of if this was the time for Bianca to drop the belt, if it was not the time. But I was like, if she drops the belt, it definitely has to be the Oscar. Like it can't be to anybody else but Oscar at this point too, in my mind. And I love that we got missed shots missing and it was like oh oh she missed her missed shot so she don't have that in her arsenal anymore but then for the outcome for me to wipe her hands on her miss that was on her face and wipe it in her in Bianca Belair's what crazy but uh, effective and I loved it I was like oh sick of Bianca to lose but Look, you are the the longest reigning women's championship champion in a in, in a raw women's championship. So I'm not mad at it. She'll get it back eventually at some point. But to lose it to Oscar, it just seems fitting. And I still love this match. I thought they did a great job. Uh, I cannot speak for everyone, but I will be speaking for Wes here. Um, because as as you may have noticed, there we are lacking a certain uh, old man on the panel. Uh, Wes and I watched the show together, and Wes was very happy at this outcome. I was also very happy at this outcome. I love Bianca. I love Bianca down. I am huge, huge fan. But I think it was time. I think Bianca had been champion long enough. I think we needed someone new at the top of the card. Um, and it's always fun to have a heel champ. You know, you get that chase with the face. You never really know who's going to come up. Um, and now Bianca can be a great heel and, you know, start going and destroying people on SmackDown while Oscar's the champ. And that's going to be great. Um, I loved the finish. Loved, loved, loved the finish to this match. I'm not going to go into detail. I'm going to let Tover talk a little bit. But, oh, my God, the finish was so good. <laughs> I, I agree. I thought the finish was so clever, and Bianca is so good. I like. I really believed like her. Uh, she she sold it so well. Her eyes were burning so bad. And how crazy is this? That like it's like I kind of knew going into it. I was like, I think they're gonna give it to Oscar here, and then I was like, maybe they're not gonna give it to Oscar. They'll keep it on Bianca. It's not time yet. And then they did it, and the one two three happened, and it was like simultaneously being excited that Asuka got to become champion, I was like also really sad that Bianca was no longer champion because she's the first, like, of the serious titles, like, she's like, well, I mean, not counting uh, Charlotte and Rhea switch at WrestleMania, but like of these longstanding champions, she was the first to lose her belt. 
you know, like a, <laughs> she's been champion for a year and a half. You know, Gunther's been champion for over a year. Roman Reigns has been champion since, you know, eternity. But like, <laughs> but like Bianca, <laughs> yeah, but like Bianca being um, like champion was just like, that's just the thing that it was. And it was like, I watched her become champion at WrestleMania 38. Uh, and yeah, for her to lose it was like, it was sad. I, I was like, oh my God, and an era is over. Um, but I'm very excited for the future. And I hope, I hope that they do Asuka right. And she's not just a transitional champion. Yes, I agree. Well, to me, in order for her to be a transitional champion, there would have to be somebody for her to transition that belt to. And right now, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, also, someone pointed out online, it was like, like somebody said, uh, Triple H really didn't waste any time making all of his NXT favorites the champs again, did he? Because when you really look at it, Rhea's champ, Oscar's champ, Seth is champ, Roman is champ. Like, I mean, he didn't make Roman champ, but outside of Kevin and Sammy, it's literally just all of the guys he liked in NXT are champion. <laughs> and I love it. And he just took the championship from one NXT to it. A- favorite to another and gave it to another NXT favorite in this Oscar Bianca like mm-hmm. Bianca was definitely one of his favorites in NXT as well so it's like he's definitely making sure that mm-hmm. the people he brought up from NXT get some championship rings and so I mean Austin Theory is champion but that's Vince's thing and they let him hold on to it but just saying the NXT people are getting their rings so we'll see what happens but what oh scores before we move on I think I will give this match a 90 because it was good and the finish was amazing uh just oh god I, I I literally struggle to find fault with this match honestly I think I'm gonna give it a 95 I just feel like the build could have been a little bit better but yeah 95. Yeah, I agree. 95 right there. I'm with you. It's it's I wanted to say my cup is full, but there was, yeah, just, there, there was moments of like we've been there before in this mm-hmm. match that that just didn't feel original. Um so that's mm-hmm. what that's what docks it just that little bit. Okay, okay. I'm I'm amending. I'm going to do 95. I'm amending mine from 90 to 95 because, yeah, it's a smidge off of being full, and I think 90 is too far away from being a smidge off of being So 95, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And before we progress to Natalia versus Rhea Ripley, which we should not take much time talking about that one, um, NXT Battleground did happen on Sunday. Not going to go over the whole card because, again, it's, a, it's six extra matches. We don't have time for that. Great card. Loved it. Uh, one of the nastiest spears I have ever seen was thrown out by Braun Breaker this re- weekend. It was trending all over social media. If you haven't seen it, find that clip. Uh, the reason I bring it up, though, is we do have a new champion crowned NXT Battleground uh, this weekend. Tiffany Stratton became the NXT Women's Champion, winning that tournament. So congratulations to her. Uh, next week, there's going to be a Battle Royal on NXT to determine her first challenger. So that's going to be great. Um and also, Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak was absolutely nasty and disgusting. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Um, so if you have Peacock and you haven't had time or you just don't normally care, watch NXT Battleground. Great card. It was better than Night of Champions, in my opinion. 
Well, let's move on to Rhea Ripley and Natalia. I don't even know why they even did this match. Um, we'll be 100% honest. I have no idea why they did this match. This was... I didn't enjoy anything about this match. I think this has to be the worst match of the night, in my opinion, for me. I didn't enjoy it. It was three minutes. It was... If not that, even. Not if, even. It was, it, was, it, was, it was 70 seconds, a minute 10. This is ridiculous. It was so <laughs> ridiculous, and it was just a waste of time. I don't know if it was because they tried, they had to do a quick match, and so they just gave them that minute and a half or whatever. It was just a waste of time. I am. But go ahead. Um, um, I just want to ask Topher, are you holding a booking pin? For WWE, like I'm, yes. just, I'm just curious because like you called this one on the nose too, and not and like again. <laughs> typically, we make jokes on on the pod a little bit sometimes. Like whenever we get a match perfectly down the middle, uh, we did it at Backlash with the triple threat with Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed and Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. But you know, Topher nailed it too. He said, "If this is going to be Natalia's last feud, Rhea needs to squash her." And well. Squash I don't know. Is, is, is 70 seconds enough of a squash for you, Topher? You think that's okay? Um, Should have been shorter. He <laughs> 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 gave it to No, that's I, seriously though, because my issue was that they did not start off the match like it was about to be a squash. And I took a second to go like to like do something else because I was like, okay, they're going to like build momentum or whatever. And so like, I think I got up to throw away my pizza and um, like the next thing, you know, once like the bell is ringing and I'm like, I I missed it. I missed it. (laughs) So wasn't much to miss. Just keep it in the it was just bad. I didn't enjoy it. So we won't spend much time on it. We didn't spend much time on this match. So we won't spend much time talking about it. Um, I am pleading for this match, honestly, because there was nothing to talk about. I'm going to give it a 10, if only because it makes Rio look like a million bucks. So there's that. Yeah, I give it a... 25 because I do like how much Rhea looks like a million bucks and also Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio are uh, absolutely incredible and their entrance alone uh, has my cup full. Did you guys watch Raw on Monday? I I saw the clips. Dude, that clip of her saying my Dom Dom and the crowd just raining down booze. Like, I don't know. Is there more overheal on programming than Dominic Mysterio because I no. really don't think no, no. and the 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 callback to Survivor Series uh, 2006 mm-hmm. with the Seth Rollins coming out and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah also on the Dominic subject of that to Molina um, yeah. Um, also, on the subject of uh, Dominic and Rhea, we, we would be remiss if we did not bring up the AEW situation that occurred over the weekend as well. Uh, uh. <laughs> Dominic getting dropped in a uh, acclaimed diss track. If you have not seen that, I 
dare not ruin the fun there, but uh, I do recommend check it out if you have not. <laughs> Rhea tweeted, hey, Dom, we're over in both shows. <laughs> so good. Oh, that's crazy. Well, because Rhea in real life is dating Buddy Matthews, a.k.a. Buddy Murphy, and he's mm-hmm. in AEW, and they were fighting uh, the Acclaimed and uh, Billy Gunn for the trio's titles. And every time the Acclaimed comes out, Max Caster does a rap, and he took a shot at Buddy Murphy. I'm not going to go into details, but just just watch the clip. It, it's delightful. <laughs> All right. Well, move on. Anger. I got got issues with this match. Remember that believability thing that I said at the beginning of the night with Seth Rollins and the tripping? I am so sorry. I love Cody Rhodes. I'm a huge Cody Rhodes fan. I support Cody Rhodes massively. Cody Rhodes is not sitting in a Kimura lock that's locked in on a broken arm for what 10 fucking minutes and to sit there and then to break it just for him to then have it applied and him pass out like i am so sorry that is beyond insane it took me way out of it that arm should have been broken he should have passed out from a broken arm and it should have happened very quickly like this, it, it it was like this is wrestling looks its best when there is an element of believability. Like this, I I understand that the second you go to throw an Irish whip, wrestling's like a work because you're not you know chucking somebody. But to have the Kimura lock on for ten minutes, it felt like eternity, and I was sitting there cringing. I was watching it with a fan that is not like really he's a lapsed wrestling fan who is like, you know, just kind of coming back for the the premium live events and was like completely taken out of it. And I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed for WWE. I was embarrassed for me. I was embarrassed for Cody. Come on. Piss off. <laughs> you know, there are very few times in life where I have ever been viscerally angry at WWE. You know, I've been watching this show since I was a newborn. You know, it, it has been a long time. This is not going to be a rant. Don't, we no need for the card. Actually, no, leave the rant card up. I, I We need it. Um, I'm not going to lie. There is, they've gotten me twice this year, and both times, fun fact, have involved Cody Rhodes. So, Cody, props to you. You're getting the emotions out of me at minimum. Um, We're going to talk about the the Bloodline stuff in a little bit, but I just want to remind you, well, this would be so much more fun and so much better if Cody was world champion right now. Just saying. Um, But the second time was this entire match. Um. Wes has said on the show before that his favorite wrestler is Cody Rhodes. I don't love him that much, but I am a fan. I have never thought in my life that somebody was being booked more like a superhero than Cody Rhodes in this match. Because there was parts where Cody was selling the arm, right? Which made sense. You know, he's been put in a Kimura lock. His arm is broken, yada, yada, what have you. And then there were other times when his arm was totally fine. Like, when he was using the cast as a weapon. Psychology. But sure. Um, And, you know, 
I, I can deal with a lot on this program. What I cannot deal with is this absolute garbage. Um, mentioned in the Discord chat, this is probably my least favorite match I've seen in a long time. On, on further review, it's definitely in my top three or four. Um, I really hope this ends based on Raw. It's not gonna. I just... Why? What was the point? What are we doing? Because I, I don't know if anyone remembers, but like Brock has this whole feud with like Bobby Lashley that never wrapped up, right? That we also wanted to end and it didn't after a screwy finish. And then it finally just ended for no reason after no one got over and no one there was no satisfying conclusion. At this point, I want this feud to go the exact same way. Don't let these two fight again ever. I don't care. I don't want it. Just get it away from my screen. I don't want to see it. I hated this match from beginning to end. There was no redeeming qualities. I did not like it. I was bored. I hated it. Period. That's the tweet. Uh, my cup is like, it's a broken cup. I want nothing to do with any of it. Nothing to do with any of it. Let's go broken cup. Uh, yeah, Broken Cup, for sure. I hated every second of this. Every second. I threw my cup against the fucking wall. <laughs> Don't you love how the Broken Cup has become an institution, Lana? I love it. I'm here for it. I, I love it. It's just... Uh, <laughs> Topher's Cup is eviscerated at this point. <laughs> like, he just threw it away. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. I, I hated every second of it. Moving my cup is more broken than Cody Red's arm. Um, yeah. Now we talk about this tag team match: Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Solo, Roman. We went into this match feeling very weary because not knowing what this outcome was going to be, I was nervous that the WWE was going to do some foolishness and some nonsense like letting Roman Reigns win these tag team belts and walk around with four belts, which... Roman, four belts. I could not handle that if that happened, but I was... I was pleasantly surprised at how I actually was invested in this match for moments. More so at the end of this match was where I was the most invested. And, uh, I mean, everybody, if you saw it, you you know. um, Jimmy Uso has had enough. Jimmy Uso is not on this bull that Roman is on anymore. Jimmy Uso, I saw somebody put out a tweet and they said, Jimmy, what they said, uh, Jay is the too cool Rikishi and Jimmy is the bad heel Rikishi. They mm, said he pulled all the tricks from him. Yeah, I'm a bad man, you know? <laughs> it's um, So I was like, okay. I was very shocked. I did not see that coming from Jimmy to do a super kick on Roman Reigns after they came out to help and they got Kevin down and 
you know, got him out the way, was super kicking Sammy, and then accidentally hit Solo with the super kick. Roman gets upset, pushes, like, yelling at him and berating him in front of everybody, and it's like, ain't no more day one. Get this, get out of my ring, yada, yada, yada. And Jay, Jay is like, we sorry, we sorry. We, we just tried to help. And he was like, get out. And when he turns around, wham, super kick from Jimmy Uso. And he tells Jay, I'm doing what you should have did a long time ago. I got you. I'm okay. your brother. And he kicked him again. <laughs> I have not screamed for something in a well I, I won't say that because it was been some stuff backlash and and WrestleMania had moments where I was like literally screaming but I screamed so loud when that happened I was just like what? oh my like I was so excited for this moment and I was ready for this moment and I can't wait to see what they do with this moment like I'm so excited to watch Smackdown on Friday and I've not been excited to watch a Smackdown in a very long time. This was probably the the best way I can describe this match is as a match of three kicks. Um, because I think there are three kicks in this matchup that were important. The first super kick from Jimmy Uso, the second super kick from Jimmy Uso, and Sami Zayn Halova kicking Solisico to retain the tag belt, which, thank God... If Roman and Solo had won this match, I would have lost my mind. Um, you know, part of me is thrilled that the Usos have left the bloodline, but honestly, I think would have made it would have made it more satisfying is Jay kicking Roman. Personally, I would have been more satisfied with that, just because of the Jay Uso Roman Reigns feud that happened a, a couple years back. Now, God, it's been three years since that feud happened. Do you remember that feud, y'all? Um, and just just in general, I think it would have been more impactful, but also Jimmy losing his cool first after Jay just reaffirmed his attachment to the bloodline I think really makes it last longer. Uh, there's more... It feels more important, so I can... I get it. Um, the other thing that I'm really happy about is the amount of love Saudi Arabia had for Sami Zayn. Um, you know, I talked about it earlier, like yeah, a couple times in the, in the discord on the pod, I was worried for Sami Zayn going to Saudi Arabia because he is Syrian, uh, well, Syrian Canadian. And he was completely over. The crowd loved him. He spoke in Arabic and did his and Kevin's ring introductions. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I don't, I'm happy. I didn't have to be worried. So good on you. And Sammy and Kevin, I care about you again. Good job, you two. Big fan. Big ups. <laughs> the the crowd, I was so impressed with this crowd for this match specifically. And like when Sammy Zayn came out, and you could tell it's just like it means so much. You know, like we take for granted, I think, a lot of like the ability to just be, you know, and I, and I really like moved me that like a man that literally was not allowed in this country just because of the country that he was born in, um, was allowed to come to this, like to this country. Like, I don't even know if he was born in Syria, but he's Syrian descent. 
was allowed to finally be in this country and to be, you know, to be able to be Muslim and be proud and be, you know, there in front of everybody. Like that was impactful. And I, I felt that on like a deeper level that like extended beyond wrestling. And it made me like very happy. Um, at, but with that, after that, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were just a backdrop. <laughs> they, they were, you know what I mean? Like they were, they were a non-entity in what, like the fact that we finally are getting some developments in the bloodline, because I was getting worried that if we didn't start making some progress soon, the bloodline was going to start to fizzle, right? Like when, when Roman did not lose at WrestleMania, it was like, okay, we are going to need to do something with this story. And I am glad that we are finally evolving it. I think that we still could have made the same evolution without Roman being champion. I think that we could still be where we're at and the dissension would still be good because now what? You're going to have, you know, Jimmy Uso versus Roman for the titles. I I don't know if I'm buying that yet. I don't know if that's, you know, I, 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 because Jimmy's not our guy that we want to see take down this monster heel. So I, I don't know if that's the right move, but this match made me feel, I was so excited and so happy with the way that it ended. Everybody looked good and it makes me can't wait for money in the bank. I don't think it's going to be Jimmy and Roman. I still think it's going to be Jay uh, having another run at Roman and being possibly the one. I don't know. I still think they probably going to have Cody be the one to take the belts off Roman. I'm not sure, but I'm starting to not care about Cody as much, and that's on them for doing these stupid matches with Brock constantly. And so it's making me constantly like not care if Cody finishes his story um or not even finishing the story but against roman like i it's not that big of a deal but i kind of feel like it'll be the bloodline all turning on roman at one point i think jimmy and jay are going to get solo at some point to because they brothers they're like we are brothers that is not a that's 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 the uncle or Ooh, you know, he he family, but he ain't brothers. I'm your we we brothers. And I kind of feel like that's where it might be heading where Solo will also turn on Roman and Roman will be alone and then he'll lose the belt and then he'll disappear for a while. But I still don't think it's gonna be Jimmy to do it. I still think it might be Jay, which will make it come full circle and make sense for Jay to be the one to take out Roman. And I mean I feel like they've been building Jay up enough where he could be, but I'm not sure if he's ready to be that head guy, the one holding the belts. I don't know. We'll see. But I I still don't think it's going to be Jimmy. That's me personally. I don't know. I don't think it will be Jimmy either. I'm still riding my Cody Rhodes Money in the Bank SummerSlam prediction at the moment. But, you know, could be wrong. I kind of hope I'm wrong. I like it when this invert my expectations, hopefully in a good way. Um, but, you know, Money in the Bank is rapidly approaching. So we'll see what happens. You know, we got a month off from pay-per-views, which is great. Love that. And we'll see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Nah. 
was not a champion. And, um, oh, scores for this one, um, for that match. It wasn't perfect, but it was the end kind of brought it up very much for me. So I will give it a 92. Um, I really don't want to do it, but I think I have to. This match is full. Mm. I'm going to give it a 98 because as much as it delivered, the fact that we did not get on day 1000 a championship defense from the thousand day champion, I still feel is so egregious. <laughs> so it gets a 98 for everything that it delivered, but it gets docked two points for just not being what it should have been. Yeah, I'm going to retroactively amend my score to a 98 just for the exact same reason. Thank you. Thank you for that joke. You gave me an excuse. Thank you. So you guys know, as we know, we are uh, rapidly approaching Money in the Bank. Uh, you know, we got a month until. We don't know who all will be in those matches. We do know a couple people are in qualifiers, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know Ricochet and Nakamura are in the men's match already. Uh, either LA Knight or Montez Ford will be qualifying this week on SmackDown. Um, and then we have a couple of qualifiers set up for the women's match, but I'm just going to ask the two of you, if it were up to you, who are your picks to win the briefcase this year? Both, both men's and women's. I tell you who I don't want to see win. I do not want to see Bianca and Cody win. I just... they're both capable of getting shots on their own. And I like my money in the bank winners to be somebody that makes me go, Hmm. Oh my goodness. Are they going to elevate them to the next level? Um, So on it, like it's hard for me to pick right now. I may, as we get closer, have a better answer for you. But for right now, I'm just going to say, I don't want it to be Cody and I don't want it to be Bianca. Honestly, I'm going to keep it in sort of kind of the family because I kind of want it to be Montez Ford. (gasps) I kind of feel like it's about time that we push Montez Ford into a singles competitor. And we saw at Elimination Chamber how amazing he was as a single competitor. And we, I feel like Dawkins and Ford will both be perfectly fine on their own. They'll be great. I mean, they're great tag team, but I feel like they'll be even better solo com- competitors. So I think, I don't know for the women. I can't really say who I want for the women, but I know for the men, I kind of am wanting Montez Ford to get that the, the, that contract because like he's one of those people who I feel won't get the push without the contract and he would need that contract to get that kind of push that I feel like he should get for me as much as I would love Montez Ford to win this match fully he is my Royal Rumble winner pick at the moment Mm -hmm. I want him to have a proper feud with Dawkins before he goes off and does the single stuff Mm -hmm. so to me you get a split around like SummerSlam time and then you have him go on 
this really great singles run and win the Royal Rumble. That's what I want. But since that does take him out of contention for Money in the Bank this year, my pick, I have two. One, I would love Cody Rhodes winning. I, I think is what's going to happen, so I'm going to pick him. But the one my soul wants is Chad Gable. Um, man is incredible. Uh, granted, they did just add Maxine into Alpha Academy, which means that's not ha- breaking up isn't happening anytime soon, and I'm bummed. But like, I don't know. I just want to live in a world where Chad Gable finally gets something that isn't a freaking tag team title run, please. Like tomorrow, please. Um, but for the women, oh, this is this is beautiful. Okay, you ready? Chelsea Green. Um, just imagine Chelsea Green as the money in the bank, women's money in the bank holder. The heat would be unreal. This woman is already one of the best parts of programming on a weekly basis. She is so obnoxious, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. Um, I can just imagine Sonia Deville as her little, like, Tony, like, fighting battles for her and losing all the time. But Chelsea's like, haha, I have a briefcase, it doesn't matter, haha. I, you know, we haven't had it, we didn't have a heel win the women's money at the bank last year, thank God, because Liv won. But, like, I don't know, Chelsea Green winning the women's money in the bank and getting, like, a three to four month run with the briefcase and then losing her cash in would be hilarious. I mean, I, I can see her winning. I think she, her winning will give me, like, when Carmella won, the, that annoying of that heel person having it and is always like throwing it in everybody's face. I have this briefcase and da da da, and showing up on everybody's show like, I could be you tonight. Who knows? You know, all that. I can see that. I wouldn't, honestly, I really wouldn't be that mad at it because I love a good heel story that makes sense. And her having that belt, that briefcase rather, and showing up and being annoying like she is would make sense. And I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at that. That's not a bad choice. I would would also be very upset if the women's money in the bank winner cashed in on the same night again. Again. Like, I need that not to happen. Give them a run with the briefcase. The briefcase is a phenomenal tool that builds excitement because you never know when it's going to get cashed in. So I hope they take care of the winner. That's it. That's all I got. Carmella is the only woman who has held that briefcase for more than a day. And that is insane to me. When is the last time the man cashed in on the same night? Just just asking. Was it uh, Nick Ambrose? Oh, yes, Dean Ambrose yeah, was after Kane. Yeah. I think that's the only one that it could have been. I mean, Jack Swagger had, like, a five-day bomb with a briefcase when he had it, but that was before Dean Ambrose, too. So, like, God, uh, yeah, Jack Swagger had money in the bank, if you forgot. Haha. <laughs> but, yeah, please let whoever wins both of these briefcases have a decently long run with it. We can juggle two briefcases. It's okay. We can do it. We did it once. We can do it again. It's not, it's not difficult. Nobody's going to get annoyed with two people having a briefcase. It's... Especially right. not if you make the men's winner a face, because that would yeah. be kind of refreshing. And, you know, I don't know, there's a brand split, so you could have right. like one no, on have one brand, one on the other brand, you know? It's, it's ways to make Is it there fun. a brand split? Is there really? Because AJ Styles was on Raw. <laughs> he was, but he, you know, he was also uh, competing for the Raw Championship um, you know, the SmackDown Women's Championship is currently being defended on Raw, and the Raw Women's Championship is currently defended on SmackDown. So, 
All you're doing is proving my point for me more. <laughs> Who needs rules? <laughs> I mean, Wild card rule. Even if yes. you act like, oh, wait, it's going to be very logistical. I know AJ Styles is not supposed to be on here. And, and no matter what, no matter what, everybody's going to be on a brand except for these five people. Right, these five people because they're freelancers. <laughs> like, what? What? It's so stupid. Oh, it's so dumb. But All right. Whatever it is, what it is, but that is not a champions. We are next time we'll probably be here is either Money in the Bank or unless we decide to do something else. Who knows? Just stay tuned. Follow us on our Twitter. Our new Twitter handle is the Cup Pod at the Cup Pod. So check us out on our Twitter so you will know when each of these videos will drop and you will never be out. You know what to do. You're on YouTube right now, so you know what to do. Hit the buttons, hit the likes, hit the shares, do all the things you do on YouTube. Leave us some comments. Tell us what you thought about Night of Champions, what your, if you agree with our decisions or our just our rants or whatever. You agree with us or not, let us know in the comment section below. And if you just want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that. We're cool people. Sometimes we talk about wrestling and other things, so follow us on there as well. And, um, I think that's it for me. So um, I say cheers, you guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers and cheers. Cheers and cheers. Bye. Bye. Please don't have Brock Lesnar come back on my.